0: was gonna look up five fast fun facts false <gasps> about mr rogers <laughs> god damn but you- i totally forgot to so those are coming at you next week you didn't give us freaking facts about mr rogers they were false facts about mr. they were rogers. gonna be false facts about mr rogers so i could technically still give you those yeah you should all right well Number 1, yeah, is that he was a military sniper in the military. <laughs> I don't want to call out what branch he was in. <laughs> uh-huh. And he killed like 150 people. Confirmed kills. Wow. Yeah. Did he have any remorse about it? Oh no, he didn't give a single fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Number 2. Covered in tattoos. He had a full sweater of tattoos. I could imagine it. It was just like a tattoo of a sweater. Yeah. uh (laughs) It was like knitted pattern, but it had hidden skulls and stuff inside it and flames behind it. It was intense, right? It was like one of those, uh, what's it called? Those like kid magazines, the highlights. Yeah. Highlighter magazines. Yeah. Where you could like uh, find the hidden. How many skulls? Yeah. mm -hmm. How many skulls are in Mr. Rogers' tattoo sweater? Mm -hmm. He had all of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three, his grandpa was actually a Nazi. Oh not surprised yeah he seems like he seems like the nazi type (laughs) he seems like nazi spawn right not mr rogers yep Mm -hmm. yeah damn it you didn't know i didn't know i didn't know either oh wow that is shocking yeah (laughs) fucking rogers (laughs) number four he actually has a lot Uh of illegitimate children (laughs) Like, like ten or twelve or something. He's just boning everywhere. Yeah, he was just spreading his seed. He was <laughs> sowing his wild oats. Who wouldn't want to bone, Mister Rogers? Is the question I ask myself daily. I know. If he was still alive, I mean, Brandon would have a run for his money. So <laughs> we'd be doing a paternity test on this baby. Oh yeah, absolutely. It oh, would God. come out with a fucking sweater. It would. Yeah. Oh God. And evidently, racial tendencies. <laughs> Uh, evidently yeah and number five he had incredibly small feet oh like, like size four in women they never um you know they always take off his shoes and stuff but those are like prosthetic feet in the, sh- in the show oh won't you be fuck my small foot came out <laughs> my neighbor exactly he would sit down he'd like take off his shoes to be all comfortable and stuff yeah. But they actually put on like full-on rubber like prosthetic feet over his his actual feet, so that he would seem like a normal human. That but is they were more like, like... hooves than feet. <laughs> Fun fact number six: Everybody called him Twinkle Toes. <laughs> <laughs> those are some solid false facts that you like spouted off the top of your head. Yeah, like everybody. I'm a thousand percent sure she's not editing out any pauses because she just like hammered those out off the top of her head. <laughs> fucking impressive these are the things that i think about we are gonna (laughs) piss off so many people like you can't fuck around with mr rogers listen he's like a step down from keanu you're right but just know in my heart and soul i fucking love mr rogers i grew up watching him and he was great so good save all of these five fast false facts about (laughs) mr rogers are incredibly false i think (laughs) <laughs> what if he, he's like oh yeah yeah no those are all true yeah what if i got one wrong on accident or like i actually got one right <laughs> oh god damn those double negatives are throwing my brain off yeah well what if, what if i actually got one right and he's like who knew about my prosthetic feet <laughs> my hooves yeah i mean he's dead now so no one would know yeah except well, for the undertaker yeah and his family the undertaker Whoa. the wrestler not the guy that put him in the ground <laughs> <laughs> okay Aaron, give me your goddamn Well, my goddamn is that I am fucking giving birth on Tuesday. Dude, and it is Sunday. It's Sunday right now. For the record. Yeah. And I'm going to give birth on Tuesday. It is scheduled unless this baby comes earlier. And I keep just trying to not walk or not move because I don't want to go into labor. No, get induced. It's way easier. Yeah. My (laughs) doctor was like, do you want to get induced? And I was like, here's the thing. Like I don't like pain, and she looked at me like you're fucking stupid. Like <laughs> no one does. First of all, and second of all, you're about to give birth. Like that shit's painful. Oh my god, are you nervous at all, or are you just excited? Yes. So both. Yes. I am super nervous because my whole goddamn world is going to get flipped upside down, but I'm super excited because then I get to find out the gender. I get to find out, like, the name and stuff. Brandon will finally tell me. (laughs) (laughs) He's keeping it a secret from you. Yeah. So I'm excited about, like, that part of it and, like, to see my little sweet baby and then to see my sweet little fucking toddler, see how he reacts to it and Uh everything. But I'm fucking terrified that... I'm gonna rip open or die or something. So You're not. You better not die. We have a podcast to produce. I know. But I'm pretty sure like a lot of people still die in childbirth. So I mean it's a dangerous thing. And like fucking Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, but also like I don't know. I I've just seen horror stories where people are like, Yeah, I almost bled out on the table and I'm like Cool. I'm going to give birth on Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe You'll don't fine. tell me that shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hate that. Yeah. People like to tell every pregnant woman their terrifying birthing story. Exactly. And Jesus. they're like, uh, I actually ripped from my vagina to my belly button. And I'm like, cool. They just had to chop off my lower half. And now I'm not even a girl or a boy. Yeah. And now I just don't, yeah, I don't have my belly a, anything below the spine <laughs> <laughs> or like the ribs. <laughs> I just have a nub. Well, I'm excited for your goddamn. Thanks. Me too. And I can't wait. And by the time this comes out, there will be a baby here already. Yeah, and it'll be like three weeks old because we're fucking on top of this shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be an old pro. I know it. All right. I'm excited. Yes, me too. All right, Stacey, what's your goddamn? Okay, my goddamn is... I went to the zoo this weekend. Oh, that's fun. And my toddler had to go to the bathroom. And so we waltz in there and we get the big stall so there's plenty of room. Mm -hmm. And he goes to the bathroom and then I'm like, okay, it's mommy's turn because suddenly it's like fucking plain hide and go seek. As soon as you get in a bathroom stall, you're like, I got to piss really bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, can you hurry it up, kid? Yeah. (laughs) Get the fuck off of there. Yeah. So I go to the bathroom and while I'm peeing, my son says, how come you don't have a little penis like me? Really loud. (laughs) A little one? (laughs) A little. He said, he specified. How come you don't have a little penis like me? And I was like, well, because I'm a mommy. And he goes... Well, daddy has a penis like me? And I said, yeah, daddy's got a penis like you. And he goes, daddy's got a big, hairy penis. (laughs) Really fucking loud. And I was like, yeah, honey. Like, shh people <laughs> don't want to hear that shit right and then he kept saying it over and over again like because i didn't i didn't react and like i didn't know what to say yeah you didn't change the subject or anything either and so i was like, just like mama did you hear me daddy has a big hairy penis go, how come daddy got a big hairy penis <laughs> like over and over again and then eventually i was like okay i gotta divert the subject here so i'm like oh let's go wash our hands grab a towel and he's still like talking about penises so oh I'm my just, god like, talking over him oh my god and the bathroom was like full of people and shit <laughs> of course no one said anything, but I'm like, oh my God. But you kid. see everyone like side-eyeing you like, yeah. <laughs> oh, daddy's got a big hairy dick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then so we walk outside and Lee's waiting out there and I tell him what my son just said, but I say it like under my breath and kind of chopped up because I don't want my son to hear it and think it's funny and say it louder or whatever. Yeah. And Lee just started cracking up laughing. <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus, you can't make this shit up, man. <laughs> Toddlers and Lee's like, yeah, that's right. Tell everyone it's big, <laughs> <laughs> it's big and hairy. Jesus, so aggressive, kid. Oh my god, that's so funny. I don't know what I'm teaching him, but I feel like I'm figuring it out. Yeah, I feel like I'm aggressive. nailing it. Definitely, yeah. Cool. But to hear him say the word vagina is my favorite. He calls it a jagina. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> my jagina is about to be wrecked. Your jagina is about to be tore up. <laughs> It'll be fine. The second one comes out. Fucking hot dog down the hallway. Yeah. told you this before. You'll yeah. be fine. It'll just be like a slip and slide. Yeah. Have you been rubbing Pam on the inside <laughs> of your labia? Greasing that bitch up? Oh, God. Oh, gross. I will right before I go in. And then they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's just a stick of butter that I'm letting melt in there. Ew. are like, I got the garlic flavor, Pam. Yeah. It sounds like an infection. Oh, God, yeah. Don't do that shit. Anyway, you want to talk about murder? (laughs) Yeah, should we introduce people to whatever episode this is? Uh, Yeah. I don't think that you should be allowed to do this anymore because you keep getting the numbers wrong. I know. I I fucked up real hard. I was like, by keep, I mean you did it once. I did it (laughs) at least once now. I'm like 98% sure that this is episode 65. I agree with that statement because I think the last one that we did was episode 64 and I was like, welcome to episode 63. And then I was like, I'm fucking leaving it. (laughs) (laughs) It's staying. It's staying. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta say welcome. Yeah. We want you to know that you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome here. Yeah. This is a safe space. Safe zone. Where we're going to talk about murder and judge the fuck out of people together. That's right. That's (laughs) what we do here. (laughs) All right. Give me your murder story. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Rodney Alcala. Have you heard this one? Have you seen this one? Mm, Nope. Don't recognize the name. All right. Well, you probably will when I get to, like, the fucking middle of it, because it's actually a bigger one, but I was like, what the actual fuck, and I had to tell it. I would love to hear it. Good. So, he was born August 23rd, 1943, in San Antonio, Texas. Uh Uh-huh. He had two sisters and a brother, and his dad moved the whole family to Mexico, and then he was like, peace out, guys. Oh, good. (laughs) Like, I'm fucking out of here. Let me just take you to this other country and then bail. Yeah, like three years after being there, he was just like, deuces, I'm out. And he abandoned the family there. Was the mom there? Yeah. Okay. So then his mom moved the family back to the U.S., to L.A., when Rodney was 11. All right. And he joined the Army when he was 17. And then four years in, he had a nervous breakdown and went AWOL. Oh, good. That'll happen. Yeah, never a good sign. No. And he hitchhiked back to his mom's house. Oh, shit. So then he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. And he was medically discharged. We all have that. (laughs) Fucking right. (laughs) That'll get you discharged? (laughs) Well, he was. Oh, shit. It must have been real strong. I guess. That antisocial personality disorder. Yeah, I feel like you can't hitchhike with antisocial because I'd be like, I don't want to hang out with a stranger. Yeah, or you're just like quiet. I mean, you don't have to technically talk. You just stick out your thumb and say like, LA. Yeah. (laughs) Get in the car. I'm going here. (laughs) Maybe that's what he did. (laughs) So then he went back to school after this little stint in the army. Mm -hmm. And he attended UCLA School of Fine Arts. Ooh, he was going to be in theater. Yes. Or a painter. A painter. Or a curator. Oh, God. (laughs) Or basically something fucking fancy because fine arts, right? Yep. They fine. They are so fine. Ooh, girl. (laughs) Ooh, girl, he fine. You hungry, girl? So then in 1968, Rodney was about 25 years old. He decided to lure an 8-year-old girl named oh. Tally Shapiro to his apartment. No. No yeah. more little fucking girls, man. I thought we had a truce. We did. And remember last time? I didn't tell you anything about little kids. I don't remember anything about last time. <laughs> well. Because I'm sleep-deprived mother of two. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe yeah. everyone else forgot the truce too. So. God damn it. Okay. 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Tally Shapiro. Tally. And so, fortunately... A dude in a car saw him luring this little girl and was like, that's fucking not cool. Oh, good. And so he called the police. Good, good, good. And the police show up to Rodney's apartment, but I guess he knew that they were coming, so he had taken off and left the little girl there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Unfortunately. I was just going to ask, is she okay? mm, She's alive. Okay. But she had been raped (gasps) and beaten with a steel bar. No! No! How long did it take them to get there? I don't fucking know, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. But she was still alive. Okay. So, obviously, fucking trigger warning, because there's children involved and stuff, and it's rape and all that, but it gets worse. Oh, thanks. Great. Fucking peachy. (laughs) Yeah. This is all you need, right? I guess he would beat, bite, and rape his victims, and then strangle them to the point of unconsciousness, and then stop. Oh, God. And then once they came to again, he would start all over. No, that's awful. Isn't that fucking horrifying? That's literal torture. Well, yeah, I mean, ugh. all of it is. Oh, yeah, that's. Ugh. Why? Yeah, because he's a fucking asshole. What the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know. To like, an eight-year-old girl, why does that get your fucking rocks off? Ugh. Right. I don't like, know. Those people just need to be blasted in the head. Uh, yes. <laughs> Not what I expected you to say, but I agree. <laughs> yeah. So then he was like. Well, I can't go back to that apartment, right? Yeah, they'll find me. Yeah, they'll find me. (laughs) Or my old life or anything like that. So he went to New York and he enrolled in the NYU film school under the name John Burger. Oh, I feel like if you could pick any name, why would you pick that? (laughs) Maybe he really likes burgers. He spelled it with an E, so maybe he was like, I really like burgers, but I don't want it to seem weird. He's like, I like ice burgers. (laughs) Ooh, Yeah. (laughs) He's just trying to save the icebergers. <laughs> so, fun fact, he took a film class where Roman Polanski was a professor. Oh, that is fun. That's why he likes little girls. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know who that is, that is Sharon Tate's husband from the Manson murders. Yes. And didn't he fucking diddle little girls or some shit? Yeah, I think you told me that he did all that stuff, and I had no idea that he was actually, like, that horrible of a person. Yeah. Because I was like, no, his wife just got, like, brutally murdered, and you were like, yeah, "Yeah, he was also a fucking asshole. Yep, yep. All of those things are true. Yeah. So then in 1971, he got a job as a counselor in a New Hampshire arts camp for children. Oh, no. How? Didn't people know that he... No, he He didn't get caught. Yeah, he didn't get (gasps) caught and he had changed his name and shit. So they're just like, cool, you look like a fucking solid guy. Look at fucking John over here. Yeah. Saving the icebergs. Come on in. Exactly. Teach our children some theater. Yeah. Oh, maybe you could teach them how to fucking finger paint. Oh, no. Don't you say that shit. That's gross. (laughs) Ew, not at all what I meant. (laughs) But gross. (laughs) Ew. So... Rodney was made one of the FBI's 10 Most Wanted Fugitives in 1971 for the rape and beating of Tally. Did they know they were looking for Rodney? They knew they were looking for Rodney, but they didn't know they were looking for John Berger. Got it. Okay. But a few months go by, and then some of the kids from the arts camp for children saw a poster in the post office (gasps) of Rodney, and they recognized him. They're like, that's Mr. Berger. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shit. And so the police arrest him, and they bring him back to California. Good. Good. Did he diddle anyone at the children's camp? Not that I'm aware of. Should I not say diddle because we're talking about children? You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> so, so. It'll stay and everyone will be mad. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't think it happened, so. Oh, that's good. Like, at least not that I'm aware of, or at least nobody came forward and was like, hey, um, by the way. Good on those kids, by the way, to recognize him and Fuck then yeah. report him. Yeah, that's Ugh. crazy. Can you imagine, like, what if that was your favorite teacher and then you saw that poster and you were like. Suddenly, I'm fucking creeped the fuck out. yeah, or like, what if it was your favorite teacher and you were like, "It's probably not him. Yeah, like it probably just looks like him. yeah Ugh.
1: but he must have been
0: like on somebody's bad side, at least that kid because they were like, "Fuck that guy. Yeah, Mr. Burger. Where yeah. are you, buddy? So as it turns out, Tally's family had moved to Mexico and then refused to testify in the trial for her rape and attempted no. murder. Why? Because they were just, like, traumatized from it all? Yeah, they were like, I don't want to fucking relive that shit. No, do it so that he doesn't hurt other people. Well, without their only witness, he was able to plead guilty to a lesser charge of assault. Oh, God. And apparently, indeterminate sentencing was a thing back then, and that meant that he would go to jail and that as soon as the parole board deemed he showed evidence of rehabilitation... They'd let him out. How do you prove that you've rehabilitated from beating the shit out of somebody, choking them till they're almost dead, and then reviving them and boning them? Yeah. And a fucking child. Ugh. There's no way you can prove that. That's some bullshit. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Also, I want to state, like, as much as it sucks that she didn't testify like that has got to be some fucking traumatizing shit oh absolutely and at that point you're not thinking about like oh i want to make sure everyone else is safe you're like self fucking preservation leave me straight the fuck alone yeah i'm just disappearing off this radar yeah i'm just getting the fuck out of that situation yeah. i don't really give a shit about anyone else yeah so i don't blame her at all but fuck man that sucks yeah it does well he was paroled after 17 months stop yeah what the hell eight years old yeah and he was in theater camp yeah with little kids yeah he's a fucking theater teacher or whatever this dude is a risk to society hard risk (laughs) hard risk yeah that's a fucking red flag walking around oh god so then less than two months after he was released, he offered a ride to school to a 13-year-old girl. No. And he assaulted her. God damn it. Fortunately, they arrested him right away. Oh, good. How... Did she, like, report him or how they... Do you know how they caught him? I don't, but apparently... I mean, it must not have been attempted murder. Yeah. Because all it was was an assault. Ugh. That's fucking awful. Yeah. But he was given the same indeterminate sentencing. What? Yeah. And he was paroled after two years. Oh, what? Yeah, fucking two years. What the hell? He just proved that he fucking can't control himself. No, especially around children. Two years is not a good rehabilitation term. No, and if 17 months didn't work, what makes you think that two years is like, oh, now he's better. Yeah. We thought he was better before, but then no, it's now. Now it's Uh, fine. Yeah. I don't know what would make me happy in this scenario, but like, I don't know, life? Yeah, that's not it. (laughs) Yeah. So then in 1977, his parole officer allowed him to travel to New York City, which I guess is like a big no-no for repeat offenders. Yeah, sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. And police now believe that during that time in New York City, Rodney actually murdered a woman named <gasps> Ellen Jane Hover. Oh, shit. She was 23 years old and her dad was the owner of a popular nightclub in Hollywood and she was a goddaughter to Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, shit. Yeah. So like fucking big time connections. Right? Some like high profile shit over here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she was famous, but like she knew people who knew people. Yeah. Right? Dang, that escalated. Yeah. And then her body was found buried at the Rockefeller estate. Oh, damn. Right? I've never heard of that. I hadn't. Either. So what linked him to that? Just like, well, we don't know about that murder yet in oh, okay. my timeline. Oh, okay, but police like later believe that because he was there. Yeah, he was in that area at that time. But like in the story right now, where he's at, it's just like, oh, he went to New York, right? Yeah. So then he was questioned in the Hillside Strangler investigation. Oh, really? Because he was a sex offender and living in fucking L.A. Yeah, when all that shit was going down, right? Uh huh. He wasn't found to be a suspect. So they let him go. Wow. But then he was arrested for marijuana possession and he served a short sentence. Do you know how long? Because I'm going to be fucking pissed if it was close to 17 17 months. (laughs) I think it was even less. All it said was a short sentence and it's a marijuana possession charge. So I'm assuming it's probably like fucking five months or two months or something. Still, I mean, just to think that like 17 months for assault... Yeah. is what he got, right? Yeah. Which doesn't seem like enough. And then like five months for marijuana possession is just like, that's too fucking close, man. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, oh, how are those even kind of comparable in yeah, this world? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. So then in 1978, Rodney worked as a typesetter for the LA Times. How the fuck? How did he get a job as a typesetter? I mean, he went to school for fine arts. So that's like typography and stuff. You yeah, learn but, all that shit. But I feel like if you've got that big of a fucking track record... Oh, like how did he get a job anywhere? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. especially in a place where you'd be like influencing others based off of like fucking media and shit, right? Mm, I'm pretty sure typesetters just like lay out the fucking columns and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're not they're not writing it. It's still yeah, (laughs) true. I I mean, he could throw in his own stuff. (laughs) He's like, I'll change this word to this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) then just changes the whole goddamn story. (laughs) And then apparently he was able to convince hundreds what? of people, men and women, that he was a fashion photographer. N- no. And they agreed to allow him to photograph them for his portfolio. No. Yeah. Apparently most of the pictures that he took were sexually explicit. Oh, of course they were. They were all nude. Ugh. In later trial testimony, he admitted that during one of these photography sessions, he was taking pictures of a girl named Monique Hoyt, who uh-huh. was 15. Oh, my God. He knocked her unconscious oh. and then raped her. Oh, no. And in his portfolio, there are still a ton of unidentified people. Oh. And, and police suspect that not all of them made it out alive. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. That's scary. I know.
1: And That's so, a terrifying
0: thought. The police have even released some of the photographs in the hopes that the public would be able to help identify them. Oh, that's so sad. And, like, no families have come forward. I'm sure that some have. Yeah, yeah, but there's so many that some people are, like, unclaimed still. Yeah, there's literally, like, hundreds of pictures. And I fucking scrolled through them. You can find them. There's, like, a fucking gallery online or whatever where you can look through them. And they're actually, like, really nice pictures. Like, the (laughs) beginning ones. Because they're showing only the ones where they're, like, still clothed and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's actually, like... He well. went to school for fine arts, man. He took photography <laughs> fucking classes. He was a good photographer. He wasn't bad is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so sad, though. And also, like, you know that picture of your mom from, like, straight out of the 70s that's, like, oh, I love that picture of her. Like, yeah. it's so free. Like, she just looks so happy. Like bangs are so feathered. Yeah, it looks like those. Oh. Like, it's just, oh, like, I like those pictures because it reminds me of, like, When, you know, my mom had a great time. She was a fucking hippie and all that shit, right? She was fucking young and free, footloose. Exactly. saying Free and fancy and footloose. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I wonder if any of those pictures align with like missing people, you know? I'm sure that they do. Ugh. Yeah. God. Well, now think about the fact that that could be the last picture that was ever taken of that person. Yeah. That's so sad. Like some of those people didn't make it out alive and that's their fucking final moments captured. Oh God. Horrifying that's sad if you can hear hank barking in the background too i am so sorry yeah we've moved headquarters back to aaron's house so you're gonna hear her fucking dogs for a while yeah exactly (laughs) oh someone's howling (laughs) that's carl that's Carl howling, because he won't get out of the room because it's still a little bit wet outside. Oh, God, it's so cute. He's so dumb. I love his howl. I know. He just Ooh. sounds like a foghorn. I know, he does. Okay, so this is where shit gets weird, and... Oh, I thought it was weird already. <laughs> Thanks. True. Hate it. But this is the part that makes him infamous. All right. And that you'll probably remember. He was a contestant on a game show in 1978 called The Dating Game. Oh, <gasps> I've heard... This is... this. This is the same guy? This is the same guy. I got all tongue twisted. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, I've totally heard of this one. I didn't realize this was the same guy. Yeah. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know or didn't watch fucking TV in the late 70s, (laughs) the premise of the game is there are three guys who are the bachelors and then there's one bachelorette. And the bachelorette doesn't see the men, but she asks them questions and then they answer and she chooses who she wants to go on a date with based on the answers right Uh huh naturally love is blind people exactly and so the host introduced rodney as a quote successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13 fully <laughs> developed ew <laughs> <laughs> yep between takes you might find him skydiving or motorcycling what yeah was he really a skydiver I mean, he's probably done it before. I it's don't like, know. like, I'm so dangerous. Yeah, my husband's done it, but I wouldn't consider him a skydiver. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's, like, acting like he does it all the time. Between takes, you might find me in the skies or yeah. cruising on the road. Look up or look down. I'm around. Yeah. So Wow, good thing you don't write that. <laughs> you don't write the script for that show. <laughs> Are you getting those gold? So... I'm not sure if the fully developed thing was intended as an innuendo or not. Well, I'm sure. But that's fucking gross. Yeah. And you could get away with that shit in 1978. (laughs) You can still get away with it. Mm, Probably. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So he actually won the game show. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. He won the date with the lady. Oh my god, this lady better be fucking on it. Yeah. Well, he promised her a date that she would never forget. Of course, because she's going to end up murdered. Right. And then she refused to go out with him. Smart. She said he was creepy and had a bad feeling about him. Okay, I just got really distracted. Why? Does that book say Parliament of Whores? Yes, it does. <laughs> all right, well, I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> of course you would have a book called Parliament of Whores. <laughs> all right. Okay. First so, of all, don't judge my books. Those are my TV stand. <laughs> I am judging the fuck out of them. <laughs> you like it's like a uh, crime crime parliament of horrors painting fucking. yeah van gogh dolly two painters <laughs> jesus christ oh my god these are the things that i look at these are the things that i love I'm glad you can't see the other stack yeah i am too We like <laughs> vampire porn werewolf <laughs> porn no those you can't take out from under there so they're not your hot reads yeah these aren't my hot reads <laughs> plus all your all your shameful books are on your kindle where no one can find them exactly (laughs) or turned around because my kid was like i don't like the covers of these (laughs) oh my god the covers are the best (laughs) true okay so back to this lady who refused to go on a date with rodney yes good for her yeah she was like nope i got like a real bad feeling about that guy i'm not doing that shit good oh my god talk about fucking intuition for sure or like somebody upstairs looking out for her yeah something "Mm, girl don't do that shit yeah Yeah. something was happening on her side yes the universe fucking got her back yeah (laughs) well according to all my newfound knowledge from watching too much criminal minds yeah this rejection may have been like a stressor because after he was on this show and got rejected by the girl he went on to murder three more women oh shit yeah oh shit so like all the other shit was just like circumstantial like we think he murdered people but now it's like for sure he murdered some people i think the only person that he's murdered so far is the jane girl in new york city okay i was thinking like the people who he took pictures of that haven't showed up he potentially could have murdered them yes 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 okay But we don't know yet, but now we know. Yeah, now we know he's murdered at least these three people, like, after the game show. Oh, God. Because I was thinking before, like, well, maybe he's just a creep and he touches people inappropriately, but not a murderer. Yeah. But never mind. But he totally tried to murder Tally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. He would have had the police not been there. Oh, God. Thank God they showed up. Okay. Okay, so on June 20th, 1979, mm-hmm. a 12 year old girl named Robin Samso uh-huh. went missing from Huntington Beach. Oh, no. She was apparently at the beach, and then she was going to go to her ballet class. Uh huh. And her friends told the police that a man had come up to them and asked to take their pictures. No. But they said no. Good. And then Robin borrowed her friend's bike and took off to go to ballet. Okay. Well, she never made it to ballet. Oh. Yeah. And so the friends helped the police with a sketch of the stranger, and Uh once that circulated, Rodney's parole officer actually recognized him from the (gasps) sketch. Oh, that's a good parole officer. Fuck yeah. Give that guy a raise. Seriously. (laughs) He's like, I don't know, sipping his morning coffee, going through all the sketches, and he's like, "Mm, this fucking guy. (laughs) This one's mine. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Not Rodney again. Yeah. Always getting into trouble. So the police went to search Rodney's mom's house in Monterey Park, Mm -hmm. and they found a receipt for a storage locker. Okay, that's never good. No. And inside the storage locker, they found Robin's earrings. (gasps) No. So they arrested Rodney, and then in 1980, he was tried for the murder of Robin. (gasps) Well, he was found guilty and given the death penalty... Oh, wow. But the verdict was overturned by the (gasps) Supreme Court. What? Yeah, because the jury wasn't supposed to know about his previous history of sex crimes. Why not? I feel like that's the most relevant fucking piece of evidence that you would need to know in this scenario. Yeah, like, did he murder this little girl? By the way, he attempted to murder this other little girl. Right? So there's a big fucking possibility. What? Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, but apparently it didn't relate to this case, so they were like, nope, it's Uh. not fucking directly related. Can't use that shit. What? So he was given a second trial. Okay. And it went pretty much exactly the same as the first, minus the jury knowing about his previous sex crimes. Yeah. And he was given the death penalty again. Oh, good. Hell yeah. Go jurors. And then that sentence was voided. Stop. Because apparently there was a witness who agreed with Alcala that the park ranger who found Robin's body had been hypnotized by police officers. Shut the front door. Yeah. Yeah. What? I have no idea why this person wasn't, like, allowed to agree with Alcala. But at any rate, the sentence was overturned again. Okay. (laughs) Because the park ranger was hypnotized? I guess. That's not a thing. Yeah. What? No, it's not. Because two people thought, like, maybe the park ranger was hypnotized. Yeah. I hate it. So they're preparing for his third trial, right? Yeah. It's now 2003. Wow. Orange County investigators test his DNA in their system and they find that his DNA matches semen found at two crime scenes where women were raped and murdered. Oh shit. He's like, you're just everywhere, man. Yeah. And so. Everywhere. Just everywhere. All over the walls. Oh shit! Because when that happened, he probably didn't know about DNA, right? So no. he wasn't concerned about fucking scooping that shit out. Yeah, he, or whatever ew. you, do. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> or however you rid Someone yourself. Someone get of the them. melon baller. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I don't think DNA was a thing, so he wasn't, like, worried about wiping it down or anything. Oh, God. That's got to make some people nervous, you know? Like, if you committed crimes back in the day. For sure. And now DNA's popping up everywhere. Like, oh, fuck, I hope I never get my DNA. Well, even just on, like, Reddit and stuff, everyone's, like, fucking unsolved murders or whatever are uh-huh. all being solved from the 70s and 80s because everyone's doing these genealogy testings. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. That's well, great. just think about, like, our day and age now, and then in, like, I don't know, fucking 30 years from now, it's going to be, like, some weird thing that we can't even think up that oh yeah they're using to solve crimes yeah it's gonna be like well you walk through the door and actually it scanned your face yeah so. your echoplasm is everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i just leave that shit <laughs> it's trailing behind you yeah so police were like well maybe we should expand on these other two women a little bit right yeah and they continued looking into cold cases and trying to match his DNA with those ones. Okay. And then in 2004, they found two more murdered women with DNA on them matching that of Rodney. Oh, shit. So that's a fucking lot of people now, right? Yeah. He's fucking racking them up. Yeah. He was busy. So the other four women that were tied to him through DNA were Jill Barcombe, who was 18, okay. Georgia Wixted, who was 27, Charlotte Lamb, who was 31, damn, and Jill Parento, who was 21. Side note, in another storage locker, they found some earrings belonging to Jill. Oh, man. He had two storage lockers? Apparently. So he's keeping trophies and shit. Yeah. What a sick fuck. Yeah. So now Rodney's going to represent himself in his third trial, right? Oh, good. Good, (laughs) Rodney. Great fucking idea. Yeah. I love these ones. I know. Well, he went fucking above and beyond, and he would ask himself questions in a deep voice, Uh referring to himself as Mr. Alcala... And then he would answer them. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. He did this for five hours. What the fuck? Yeah. That's weird. And he told the jury that he had been at Knott's Berry Farm at the time of Robin's murder, (laughs) so it couldn't have been him. (laughs) Listen, guys, I have a solid alibi. (laughs) Yeah. Which, from anyone who doesn't live in Southern California, Knott's Berry Farm is like a low class... Not even Disneyland, like Six Flags. It's like an amusement park, but like not that amusing. (laughs) It's not (laughs) that amusing. There's like 10 rides. People fucking love it. It's like a Dayton Nut Farm. (laughs) It is like a Dayton Nut Farm. They make jams. Mm -hmm. But they have a good haunted trail during Halloween. It's not scary, farm. Yeah. That's his fucking alibi? Yeah, that's his alibi. So dumb. Hanging out with kids at a fucking not amusing amusement park. Oh my god. I hope one day we get sponsored by them. <laughs> I hope so too. That'd be exciting. Like, hey man, you talk shit though. Well, you know, listen. <laughs> be more exciting. <laughs> get better rides. Okay, so then he played dumb on all the other murder charges and said that he didn't remember having anything to do with them or killing them or anything. That is the worst offense you can go with. I don't know why he decided to represent himself if that was his first of all that's his alibi and second of all that's his defense like, yeah yeah I don't think I did that yeah I don't remember doing it that wasn't me couldn't have been me then who I don't need an alibi because I don't remember yeah exactly no I don't think I did that that doesn't sound like me <laughs> so dumb definitely not something I would do what a dum-dum yes he's a very big dum-dum oh lord So as part of his closing remarks, he played an Arlo Guthrie song called Alice's Restaurant, which apparently tells a story about a man that tells his psychiatrist that he wants to kill, 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 kill. What? Yeah. That's that's how he ended it? Yeah. I don't remember shit. I was at an amusement park. Here's my favorite song. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I would have loved to have been on the jury, dude. That would be fucking comedic gold. Right? And for my closing remarks... I'm going to leave you with this song. And I tried to listen to it. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus, fuck, dude. It's like eight minutes long. It's a (laughs) long-ass song. And it's not very good. Oh, no. In my opinion. Oh, no. What's it called again? It's called Alice's Restaurant. Oh, good. So, the jury... Yes. They find him guilty of all five murder charges. Oh, good. Maybe you shouldn't represent yourself, Rodney. Not a great idea. No. And then he was given the death penalty for the third time. Oh, God. And since his trial, he's been linked to even more murders. Jesus. Including the Ellen Hover, the girl in New York City. Yeah. I think I called her Jane earlier. I'm sorry about that. So then in June of 1971, a flight attendant named Cornelia Michael Crilly, who was 23 years old, was found raped and strangled in her Manhattan apartment. Ooh. And her murder went unsolved until 2011, and Rodney later admitted to it. Oh, wow. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. How did he get away for so long with right. so many murders, you right? know? Right? I have to blame it on the times like yeah like not having the science yeah and just being able to like go to New York City and change your name and all of a sudden you're a fucking different person yeah like you just fell off the radar yeah how'd you get a job like did you have a driver's license right you think they'd track that shit at a bare minimum like exactly this guy's name used to be Rodney (laughs) yeah or like when you go to the DMV to get I don't know, fucking any identification card. Aren't they going to be like, what happened to your old one? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I'm not in your system because no one named John Berger has ever been alive. <laughs> right? I don't have a birth certificate with that name on there? Yeah, you have literally nothing. What do you, like, oh, I'm an immigrant? I don't,
1: That's I don't weird. understand.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. And you can't get a job without that shit. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Especially a job with children. You would think they'd be a little more strict about it. A little background check. <laughs> exactly. So then, in 2010, he was a person of interest in the unsolved murders of Antoinette Whitaker, who was 13 in 1977, and Joyce Gaunt, who was 17 in 1978. Okay. He is also a probable suspect in the murder of 19-year-old Pamela Jean Lamson. Jesus. Who disappeared after going to meet with a man who offered to take photographs of her. Uh, that sounds like him. Yep. She was found beaten and naked near a hiking trail, but there was no DNA to match or anything. So it can't exactly be pinned on Rodney, but also, like, kind of fucking suspicious, right? Yeah, yeah. More recently, in September of 2016, Rodney was charged with the murder of Christine Ruth Thornton, who was 28 years old in 1977 when she disappeared. Oh my God. A relative recognized her as one of the women in the pictures that oh, Rodney had shit. taken. Yeah. Wow. And Rodney admitted to taking the picture, but not to killing her, of course. Naturally. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, pretty fucking guilty looking over here. You killed all those other people. Yeah, exactly. Just admit it. Yeah. Fucked up side note on that one. Yeah. She was six months pregnant at the time (gasps) the picture was taken. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. And that is my story of Rodney Alcala. Well, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. God damn. God damn. I can't believe he like did that many fucking murders. Right? Like, holy shit. I'm telling you, it has to be the times. Like seriously oh, we have no fucking idea. We're just chasing our tails here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's Crazy. wild. Yeah. All right, Stacey, give me your story. Okay, my story this week is about Mindy Chambers. Ooh, okay. So Mindy was born on May twenty eighth, nineteen sixty five, to her mother Mary Chambers and her father Alan Chambers. right so she didn't have the best childhood because it was riddled with tragedy Ooh. because at the age of two while living in yonkers new york (laughs) did you know that was a place (laughs) no but i love it i didn't either (laughs) so while living in yonkers new york mindy's mother mary was found dead in the family's home bathroom oh fuck it had appeared that she had somehow drowned while she was taking a bath somehow somehow Okay. And the day that Mary died, Alan, Mindy's father, had gone over to Mindy's aunt's house to break the news of her death. Yeah. And I think this was Mary's sister, like her mom's sister. And so he goes over to Mindy's aunt's house. It turned out that Mindy's aunt was dating a retired detective at the time. And he said that when he answered the door... He had noticed that Alan had scratch marks on his face and arms. Oh, shit. And so he was kind of suspicious of him. Yeah, and he's coming over to be like, oh, someone's dead. Yeah, sorry, your sister drowned while taking a bath. It's somehow like a big tragedy, right? Even though she's taken baths fucking all the time before. Her entire life. Yeah, and have never once been like, oh, how do you do this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So immediately they suspect that Alan had drowned Mary and that the scratches were defense wounds and her family alert the police. Good. So the police investigate, and they agree that Alan seemed pretty fucking suspicious. Yes. But they never found any evidence to link him to the crime, and so he was never charged with her mother's murder. Oh. Isn't that sad? Fuck, that sucks. Like, I mean, check some DNA under some nails. Yeah. But I guess we talked about this before, where you're like, uh, Brandon's DNA is all under my nails. Yeah, yeah. Like... You live with a person, so you're going to have their DNA, like, all over you. Yeah. And plus, she's in a bath, so he could, like, scrub that away or something if he knew about that. I guess. But okay. wasn't it, like, the 70s or 80s? It was, like, mid-60s. 67. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. So maybe not. I don't know. That's true. I don't know what their fucking evidence was. Yeah, because, like, right now, know. I wouldn't know what to scrub for fucking 30 years down the line. Your echoplasm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Okay. So soon after her mother had passed away, Mindy's father assaulted a woman and was charged with that assault and actual attempted rape Ooh, and he was sent to prison for a few years okay so he doesn't have the best track record yeah mindy was sent to live with her grandmother on her dad's side in phoenix arizona but then the grandmother passed away shortly after mindy moved in Ooh. and so then she was sent to live with her aunt on her dad's side and she lived a pretty happy life during that time okay why isn't she going with the mom's side i don't know maybe she didn't really grow up with them after the mom died well i think it's more of like the dad had most control yeah you know so of course he's not especially if he murdered the mom he's not gonna go send his daughter to go live with his like with the mom's sister that makes sense he's gonna like keep her in the family yeah in his side of the family all right okay so while she was living with her aunt on her dad's side She got along really well with her cousins, and the aunt described Mindy as a good little girl. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. When Mindy was five or seven, it depends on what articles you read, (laughs) her father was released from prison, and he demanded Mindy back. Okay. Even though he was convicted of assault and attempted rape, and was a suspect in her mother's murder, the state awarded Alan custody of Mindy. That's fucked up, man. Right? What the fuck? And her aunt, who was Alan's sister, knew that Alan was like no good and not a good guy or anything. Like was like fucking keep this little girl away from him. Yeah. So she fought to keep Mindy, but she had no legal right to her or anything. So she lost. That sucks. Doesn't that suck to know your brother's like a piece of shit and you're like, I want to save this little girl. And you had her for a couple of years, like five years. Yeah. And she's like now a part of your family. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's like, nope, she's mine. Ugh, that sucks. Especially with like your brother where it's like, that's a person that you grow up with and you know that they're... You know them. Yeah, you know what they're capable of or yeah. whatever. And you're like, can you just fucking give me your kid? Yeah, like just let it be. You don't need her. And then this poor girl, she had like such a rough childhood and she had some normalcy finally and then her dad comes back and she doesn't get a say in it. She's so little. Yeah, and to be moved around so many times, like Ugh, that sucks. Poor thing. At least it's between family though. That's true. Not like foster systems. And... Yeah, where you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. So Alan was really controlling and eventually began isolating Mindy from the family. Oh, great. And soon all contact with her aunts stopped on both sides. Oh, that sucks. I know. Mindy would continually run away from her father's home and was known by friends and family to be a runaway, only proving more that her life at her dad's wasn't great. Yeah, she was just trying to get the fuck out. Yeah. So then on October sixteenth, 1982, when Mindy was 17 years old, she called Child Protective Services and reported that for the last five years, her father had been sexually molesting her. Oh, fuck. How fucking brave of her to call for herself. Yeah. Oh, this poor thing. Oh my God, that's so sad. So since she was 12, her own father was molesting her. Oh, I hate it. And she doesn't have any family members or anything. Oh. Uh, okay, so CPS immediately placed her into the custody of her stepmother, who was actively divorcing Alan. Okay. So I don't know how long the stepmother had been in her life, but maybe she had a choice to pick, like, I want to go with her. Yeah. You know? Well, the stepmom is leaving Allen. so yeah. at so- least it's like... She knows that something's fucked up. She's trying to get out too, you know? Yeah, and it could be that the stepmother lived there for like 10 years. So it felt like a mother to her and she was like, I want to go live with her. She's a good person, right? Yeah, exactly. And this was in Tempe, Arizona that she is now living in. Okay. So three days later, after she had reported CPS and had to move and everything, on October 19th, 1982, Mindy left her stepmom's home in the 2100 block of East University Avenue and she walked her two stepsisters to school – And I guess that this was like her normal routine. She would always get up with the kids and help them get ready to school and drop them off. All right. And her stepmom would like go to work, right? Yeah. When her stepmom returned home from work that day, she found the front door was open and Mindy was nowhere to be found. Oh, fuck. Not good. No. Mindy's purse and identification and all of her belongings were still in the house And it was literally like Mindy had just walked away. There was no signs of a struggle. Nothing was tipped over or anything. It was just Mindy was gone and the door was left open. Yeah, but her purse and everything was left in the house. Yeah. A little fucking suspicious. Super suspicious. And the police were called and they discovered that the last person to see Mindy was a clerk who had worked at the Circle K gas station slash convenience store or whatever. Yeah. About a block away from her home. Okay. It turns out that this clerk was a friend of Mindy's stepmom and recognized Mindy and saw her make a phone call using the payphone outside. And then this clerk witnessed someone driving a green and tan station wagon drive into the parking lot and grab Mindy and force her into the vehicle before driving away. Uh, what kind of car does Alan drive? It turns out that Mindy's dad drove a green and tan station wagon. Oh, fuck. Right? And so here's where I'm like... Why the fuck didn't the clerk call nine one one if he saw this? Right? Like if there's two scenarios. One is that you don't know that the green and tan station wagon is her dad, right? So then you just see a girl get abducted by no one. And you don't call nine one one. Yeah. But let's consider the fact that maybe because he this clerk was friends with the stepmom, that maybe he knew that Alan was in the car and maybe she just got in trouble or whatever and the dad like pulled her in or something yeah maybe i don't know it just seems kind of weird that like no one like he saw this and he didn't do anything about it not yeah. even like a quick call to the stepmom like hey hope everything's okay look pretty aggressive back there yeah i guess it would depend on the aggressiveness of the situation like if she was like no and like freaking out yeah maybe but if it was like he's like get in the fucking car and she's like "Ugh, god damn it yeah like, and okay, she, but it sounded like she was forced into the car yeah but also you're you're probably like it's none of my fucking business if it is the dad but what if you're so close to friends that you know that the dad's abusive and shit yeah that's the other thing is how close of friends are they like did he know know. anything that was going on because if he didn't know then it's just like oh it's a domestic fucking dispute or whatever like not my not my problem or not my business yeah i don't know but it's really sad that this poor little girl didn't have any help and somebody saw that yeah it is that's awful so and i'm sure that clerk is fucking kicking himself in the ass oh i'm sure right because i can kind of imagine where the story is going yeah yeah so it should also be noted that six days after mindy called cps so this is three days after she goes missing uh-huh. cps finally called alan and he hangs up on them and cps never like continued the investigation or anything he's like oh damn couldn't get a hold of him which also like why are you calling the abuser if you're cps what are you gonna call him for and be like hey did you uh, abuse her? Yeah. I guess they have to get his side of the story too. I mean, probably, but I don't know what good that would do. But I guess you have to in every situation. I don't know, man. But then also, like, why was she placed with the stepmom? Like, it seems like such easy access for yeah. her dad, her abuser, to get to her. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's all a little bit fucked up. It is super fucked up. So this is where the case goes cold, So no leads were ever found of Mindy, and because she was a known runaway, police and family members don't press too hard to find her or anything. What? They just kind of assume that she ran away to, like, Idaho or some fucking where. I think I read Idaho. I don't know what was there. Yeah, but but if she's, like, getting away from her dad and stuff, who's abusing her, supposedly, like, wouldn't someone kind of, like, I don't know, try to check up on her? Yeah, right? And also, if the last known visual of her was her being forced into a car... Yeah, regardless of if it's her father's or not, you should probably follow up on her. Like, did she successfully run away or some shady shit happening? Because we know that Alan is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you're 17. You're not supposed to be out on your own yet. But it's cool if you ran away. I just want to know that you're alive. Right? And I guess this is also like, if your family member is known to run away, I could see why that would be your first thought. But I just feel like so many red flags, man. Yeah. I don't want to like blame them though because how the fuck do they know? No, they don't. And also we have to remember they've been separated from like she hasn't talked to or seen any of her family in a long ass time because Alan kept her isolated from them. Yeah, that's true. So there's that too. But the stepmom should have been like, this is weird. Yeah, the stepmom never goes on to explain like why she never like tried to search for her. Yeah, that's a little fucked up. I know. And in all the interviews, you can tell she has, like, remorse and shit. And she's like, she was such a good girl. I really miss her. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about her. But also, like, she didn't do anything. Yeah, but, like, during those first couple of days that went by where you were missing her and your buddy was like, oh, I saw her fucking dad take her. Yeah. Like, did you go talk to him? Yeah, (laughs) like, did you try and figure that out? Did you call the police? Because it sounds like she was with him. Right? Like, I guess that part of the story we don't ever get to hear Ugh, i hate it she doesn't really explain it so it turns out that mindy's dad was a long-haul truck driver mm-hmm. of course and in 1994 he died in an accident on a virginia highway when he fell asleep at the wheel and lost control of the truck Ooh, goddamn! and it was like a rainy highway whatever bad driving conditions and he ended up dead Okay. A year after her father's death in 1995, Mindy's aunt, the one that she had lived with while her father was in prison, uh-huh. so his sister, yeah, she learned that no one had ever officially filed a missing persons report on behalf of Mindy. What? So. See, that's fucked up. The right? stepmom is in charge of her. Right? The stepmom got custody. Right? I don't care if you think nothing's wrong, you should still be like... Hey, but also, I don't know where the fuck she is. Right? Like, if you find her, just let me know. Like, have a bolo out for her. At least, a bare minimum a bolo out for her. Yeah, like, I just want to make sure that you're alive. I won't force you to come back. Yeah. But I just want to make sure you're cool because I'm fucking responsible for you. And she's technically a minor still. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're 17 fucking close to 18, but still. But you're still responsible for that person. Like, you can go to jail if your kid doesn't go to school. Right? Okay, so... This is 13 years later and Mindy's Mindy's aunt finally like realized this and files an official report and was like totally astonished that no one had done so. Yeah. Even her father like if he is so innocent. Yeah. Why wouldn't he do something? Yeah. It's fucking wild. That's crazy. So police investigate but with so much time passing and so little evidence they don't have much to go off of. Right? Yeah. All of the circumstantial evidence pointed towards her father harming her, but he was already dead, so there's not much that they could do anyway. Like This even- is like another fucking Michael Turney case. It is. Exactly. I hate it. I do too. And it's in Arizona, you should note. Ugh, That's where Alyssa Turney happens. Yeah. Apparently, Lived. that's where all the fucked up dads are. <laughs> right? It's that son. Yeah. <laughs> Move out of there if you're a good person. <laughs> okay, so then in 2008... A forensic anthropologist was going through some old cases and found this Jane Doe case. Uh Uh-oh. In 1984, on New Year's Day, which was a little over a year after Mindy had gone missing. Uh Uh-huh. And this is before police knew to be on the lookout for her because the missing persons report never existed, right? Yeah. This body of a young woman was found. Okay. It was found in a wooded area just off Interstate 10 near Houston, Texas. the remains had been there for approximately a year oh my god so it lines up perfectly with mindy's disappearance and it appeared that the remains were that of a 14 to 18 year old female between the height of four feet 10 inches to five feet two inches with brown hair Uh which is everything that matches with mindy the teeth on the remains showed that the victim had once worn braces and that they were recently removed. Whoa, okay. And it was clear that the woman had been decapitated. Oh my god, no. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. It should be noted that Mindy had just gotten her braces off, too. Yeah, so everything lines up to be her. Right. They even do a forensic sketch on the remains to determine, like, what the woman had looked like before she passed away. Yeah. And it fucking looks like mindy oh that's so sad and this is without them knowing that mindy's missing right like they drop a sketch and it looks like mindy oh my god so in 2008 the forensic anthropologist re-examines the remains with the notion that this very well could be her yeah and they attempt to find mindy's dental records so that they could align them with these remains but police come up empty-handed they can't find any fucking records Why? I don't know. The family confirmed that she had braces and then had them removed about a year prior to her disappearance. So why wouldn't there be any dental records? Like she has a dentist and an orthodontist. Yeah. They both should have records. Right? It should be somewhere. And even if like a dentist goes out of practice or business, I feel like people don't just throw that away. It's all in the dumpster behind there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah, get rid of these. Yeah. Like I feel like everything now would be on like a database. Yeah.
1: but, But like
0: then it was all fucking paperwork but yeah it's only 13 years later like I feel like people stay in practice for years yeah I don't know or like the stepmom should have all of her like records and shit yeah I don't know although I don't have any of my records <laughs> I feel you like had fucking like cast I had cast of, your teeth of my teeth yeah. as yeah. children but I mean I don't know I'm sure if you looked somewhere in this fucking house they're in here <laughs> but you just threw them away didn't you the teeth yeah the molds yeah 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 so you're fucked well not if i have the like paperwork part of it (laughs) right (laughs) also i'm pretty sure my orthodontist is still in business yeah so you're good you're good okay so they don't have any fucking dental records right yep a dna test was done on the remains using dna from her half sister mindy's half sister i'm not sure where the half sister came from because all the other reports said stepsisters right but apparently she had some half sisters floating around all right but they didn't come back a match. Oh. And the police say that the DNA from a paternal blood relative is needed to know for sure. So they must have been half sisters from her mom's side? Yeah. But the problem is that her dad is dead. Yeah. So they can't get that paternal blood source. Well, what about the, the dad's sister? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't fucking understand DNA enough to know why... Why, that wouldn't them? be possible? Yeah. Or maybe she's just like, nah, this is my DNA. You can't have it. Well, but the dad's sister is like also really sad and tore up. Because remember, she lived with her for like five years. Yeah. And was like a good little girl and everything. So, but maybe it has to come from a male. That's so weird. I know. I don't fucking understand DNA deep enough. I don't either. So while the circumstantial evidence points to the likelihood that Alan harmed his daughter and dumped her body while on one of his long haul truck drives. And case- fucking decapitated her. And decapitated her. The case remains open, unsolved, and cold. Oh my God, that's so sad. Isn't it? Ellen's sister, Mindy's aunt, who took her in for a couple years, says that the pain is still so raw all these years later. And she says that she feels like she failed Mindy because she knew her brother was a dangerous man and oh she my couldn't God. save her. The fucking guilt that that woman must feel. That's right? so sad. So fucking sad. Also, I want to note that because I used to live in Arizona. And the I-10 runs straight through Arizona. Yeah. And she was found along the I-10 in Houston, Texas. So if he... I mean, he had super fucking easy access. He's a long-haul driver. Yeah. Exactly. Like, all you have to do is put her in the fucking back of your cab or whatever and... Ugh. Ugh. That's so sad. It is really sad. Murder is not the answer, people. No, it isn't, especially for your children. Yeah. Anyway, I'll put up pictures on the website of the, like composite drawing and her picture they fucking look like the same person oh my god that's so sad isn't it so sad the other thing is like he didn't need to kill her it's not like I mean she accused him of sexually assaulting her and stuff like that but then after she went quote-unquote missing like nothing ever came of that I know so it's not like he was like oh I gotta shut this down otherwise I'll go to jail but isn't it crazy now you're reminding me about the Alyssa Turney case that's like exactly the whole motive behind that theory too is that Alyssa was going to report her father for the molestation and abuse. Yeah. And so he was like, I have to get rid of her so I don't get in trouble for this. And then he told everyone that she ran away to California. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's just a runaway. Don't look for her. Oh, that's so wild. I didn't even realize how similar they are. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's heartbreaking. If I ever run away, don't fucking accept that shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I will not run away without telling you first. Yeah, exactly. You might be the only person I tell. (laughs) But I'll, I'll... Which will be fucking suspicious as hell when I'm like, don't look for her. Yeah. She <laughs> told me not to look for her. Yeah. <laughs> she told me she's fine. Stop looking. Definitely don't look in my murder hole downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing down there, I swear. Oh, God. God Goddamn. damn. Oh, uh, we've been doing this too long. Jinx. Oh, you a Coke. That's Jesus. fucking awful. That's terrible 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 so everybody go check out our website isgdpodcast.com we'll put pictures up there and you can find links to all of our past episodes as well as to our merchandise and our patreon whoop that's right go join our patreon it's fucking awesome it's pretty cool yeah i like it yeah (laughs) also you can get in touch with us in email which is isgdpodcast at gmail.com if you want to write us a little love note or a little hate mail or just suggest a case. <gasps> we have to. Oh, 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 what? We have to eat all that food. <gasps> That's Stop. right. Stop. Go get it right now. Okay. It's going at the end. Please hold. And we're back. <laughs> and she got all the goodies. Okay. Okay. I just brought in all of the fucking packages that I got from the P.O. Box. I'm so excited right now. Which is P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. You guys, it's like fucking Christmas over here. (laughs) She hadn't gone for like a week and it was like loaded with fucking loot. I know I came out to the car and Brandon was just like looking at me and shaking his head like are you fucking kidding me I was like I don't know <laughs> the guys cannot believe that you guys actually enjoy our company yes <laughs> oh my gosh okay wait and you have to go back because Amy said that there's something else waiting there oh my gosh She need to go to the P.O. box I will go on Monday you better go tomorrow because you're about to fucking give birth. Yeah. Well, tomorrow tomorrow's go Monday. That. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm so excited. Let's talk about it. Okay. So first. Yes. Let me introduce these to you in order of the way that I opened them. I'm so excited. You guys, she sent me so many pictures, but this is me actually seeing it for the first time. We have this here postcard from Reno, Nevada, <gasps> which is by far my favorite postcard ever. It's fucking terrifying. I, I- saw it and I was like all right well this is it we're getting fucking murdered you're getting murdered i'm so glad i don't check the p.o box (laughs) that's funny because Brandon was like stacy definitely got the short end of the stick that you have the p.o box key and i was like i know because it's exciting i get to see all this stuff (laughs) i'll let you go through it and get anthrax first there you go i one of them was really heavy and i was like it's totally a bomb it's a fucking bomb or it's like a box with a gun in it (laughs) yeah exactly like don't touch it this is a murder weapon okay wait but we have to say what's in the fucking postcard which I already posted all over social media because I was so excited. Yep. It is the creepiest thing I've ever read but a nice big box letters mm-hmm. it says if you come to Reno you El Sickos will win jackpot. <laughs> Love forever Lucille. <laughs> oh my god. I was like Oh, it's so weird. And Brandon, I let him read it, obviously. And he's like, What the fuck does that mean? And I was like, Uh, it's from one of our cases. And he's like the old you circle you th- jerk letters. Yeah. He's like, Can you please not get murdered? I was like, probably. I showed Lee also and I was like fucking giddy. Like so excited. And he was like, I don't get it. Why did he why did they call you El sickos And I was like, God damn it, it's part of our fucking case. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You, you obviously don't listen. listen. Yeah. Yeah, right? You obviously don't listen. Oh, my God. So, uh, hey, whoever fucking weirdo sent this to us, we love you. Fuck yeah, we do. (laughs) Please don't kill us and wear our skin in the street. Please don't. And then (gasps) we got this here. Oh, my God it's a calendar it is a calendar oh. it's a day calendar a year of true crime twisted cults incredible survivors and mysterious disappearances Ooh. oh yeah. my fuck this is going in our fucking headquarter shed oh yeah it is it's going in our goddamn she shed oh shit the bizarre body snatching of Graham parsons Ooh. you have my attention yeah i didn't read any of them because i was like oh this feels like cheating i have to wait the back says you just can't look away Ooh, no, oh no we can't this is gonna go on our little in table in between us where we're gonna put our coffee when we start recording the video did you say corona or coffee oh you're right <laughs> you're gonna give birth and we can have coronas again yes oh my god you guys i'm so excited who gave this to us i think that was zach zach you're fucking amazing zach Fucking. I yeah, can wait to read these <laughs> i literally this is like fucking christmas holy shit Uh, no that is the biggest book i've ever seen in my life okay so this one's from tabitha oh my god tabitha (laughs) people are like so annoyed already like we can't see any of this shit listen they could turn it off this is so big it is fucking huge i haven't read a book this big like since school this is bigger than the bible (laughs) i think the bible (laughs) uses much thinner pages true and smaller font but still this is fucking 828 (laughs) pages yeah so what book is it Jesus Christ, it's the history and the haunting of Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm fucking stoked. Who the fuck knew there was so much about her? I didn't. All I know is that she's like fucking allegedly somebody who chopped up her parents with an axe, which is why there's a picture of an axe with blood on it. Uh, I didn't know that at all. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. So I know the basis of the story, but I can't believe there is this much information. Are there crime scene photos in here? I haven't really flipped through it too much, so maybe. Hold the fucking phone. It not look like it. Oh, maybe. Hold the phone i know there are online i don't know if i want to see axe murder crime scene pictures uh they're all Uh, gross oh that's abby's head oh oh my god tabitha (laughs) what have you done to my eyes oh there's so many dead bodies in here oh i'm so excited oh wait this is a reenactment oh thank god oh that's the real one yeah okay oh good (laughs) god damn that was a roller coaster of emotion jesus christ i can't wait to read this Okay. Sorry, I just yelled Jesus Christ in Tabitha's ears. <laughs> She's used to it by now. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. So this one is from Emmy. Oh! <gasps>
1: Estralita.
0: yes oh my god this is the one i'm so excited for because i yeah. get to put shit in my mouth you get to put so much shit in your mouth that's what i live for i opened it and i was like god damn first of all this shit looks tits. Okay. like my it's mouth is watering now thinking about fucking it. australian goodies treats yes. and yummies and we're gonna eat them and tell her all about it and if you guys don't want to hear mouth sounds you better fucking change it now yeah there's I'm sure, a I'm crunchy sure. stuff in there too so <laughs> <laughs> and there's a black fanny pack. yes what was that guy's name whatever Uh, it was jason something or other (gasps) and a murder candle murder be gone scented candle Ooh, smell it it smells really nice jesus yeah it's handmade on the beaches of sydney smell it it smells really good oh fuck that smells like a beach on sydney doesn't it that's That's going on our fucking end table too next to our calendar yep we'll burn it while we're telling murder stories and not catching the shed on fire definitely (gasps) what are these butter menthols Yeah, that sounds sounds they're like lozenges. Oh, probably because I lost my voice. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm gonna assume that's what she meant by it, even though she probably sent it before I lost my voice. I just and mascara extendo lash. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but I really want to, and I'm super excited. There is no O in it. I made that up. It's extend lash. Extendo lash. (laughs) Miko beauty. Oh my god, this is so exciting. Okay, let's eat some of the shit. Yeah. So what's first? Um. Uh. Let's do a tam tam. Oh. Oh my god so i showed my tim tam tim tam yeah Yeah, sorry sorry read the package listen i've been fucking waiting for these uh my coworker was like i showed him the picture and he was like tim tams and i was like how the fuck do you know what a tim tam is because we definitely don't have these here yeah and he was like you got to do a tim tam slam (laughs) what the fuck is that (laughs) that's exactly what i said i guess you like bite off the corners of the tim tam and then you suck coffee through it and you get it all soaked in coffee and then you eat it and it's called a tim tam slam (laughs) Oh my god. But he says you gotta do them with original, and these are caramel. Oh no, we're just gonna eat this shit like it's oh nobody's business. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, opening the Tim Tam. <laughs> we're splitting this shit, by the way. I'm coming home with half this shit. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Just know, yeah, that I get to keep my half. <laughs> Duh. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited. Kay. My mouth is literally watering. Mine is too, we should have water. I need to cleanse my palate in between oh my each god. flavor. Oh, I can't get one. I can't see my arms, though. So. <sighs> I got one. Okay. 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 My turn. My turn. My turn. <laughs> they smell amazing. Oh my God. It smells like chocolate. Oh my God. I'm going to be so hyper when I go home. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Mm. It's like a Nutter Butter with caramel. Goddamn, that's so amazing. That was real fucking good. Whoa. Whoa, I love it. Mm. <laughs> They're kind of crumbly and messy. Why don't they make Tim Tams here? I don't know. What is this reminding me of? A Nutter Butter. It has like the wafery... And then mm. the caramel and then the chocolate. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> we got to send her some American snacks. Oh my god, I'm down. I don't know what's not everywhere else though because I'm American so I'm not fully aware of like what no one else experiences in life. Um, That's ours, you know? I feel like other places have like an American aisle and it mm. has like Pop-Tarts. <laughs> yeah, but we got to think of like our favorite snacks like does she have hot Cheetos? I don't know. The Lyman hot Cheetos? Mmm, Those are my jam. you just call them Lyman? Uh-huh. Not Limon? Whatever. <laughs> Lyman. Bitch, I put my emphasis where I want. It's lemon-lime. That's why it's Lyman. Limon. I thought it was like Limon, like it's a lime in Spanish. No, I'm pretty sure it's got a picture of a lemon on it too. Well, fuck, maybe I learned something today. <laughs> I don't know for sure. They taste, isn't there an accent? Fucking delicious. I don't know all right she needs to try it okay next one (laughs) should we go should we go salty or sweet again let's go sweet first so that we can end it with salty you don't want to mix those up okay hold up hold up hold up hold up okay we got a oh cadbury mm. uh freddo or (laughs) carmelo koala are they the same i have no idea milk chocolate with smooth flowing caramel god damn it's like she knows us i know right this one's just milk chocolate Oh, I want that smooth-flowing caramel. Okay. <laughs> Is that the one you're going with? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I think my smooth-flowing caramel already flowed. <laughs> mine did, too. Hey, man, I came from fucking Australia. Yeah. Mm. You already got it in your mouth? hmm oh, why, you, why did you you three go? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure mine out. All right. It says, be treat-wise. Enjoy a balanced diet. All right. I will, bitch. Don't There's probably calcium early. in this. Mm. <laughs> so much calcium. Well, mm. goddamn. Mm. That's pretty fucking good, too. Okay. I'm saving the rest of that. Yep. Same. All right. Give me something salty. Okay. We technically have some chocolate frogs, but I guess we could save those for ourselves later. Yeah. Hidden in the dark because it's just chocolate, but it's probably way better than our fucking American chocolate. Oh, yeah. I think it's the same chocolate as this Carmelo one, too. Mm. Goddamn, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been most excited for this. The bigger delicious <laughs> fun. Cheese is Cheese Zizzles. They're original cheese flavored snacks. Are you sure it's not cheats? No, there's no tea in there. Cheese zizzles. Cheese. Okay, right. listen, I added fucking Snoop Dogg in there. Cheese zizzles. <laughs> it's okay, I added a random tea. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Me too. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Oh my god. Okay. So <gasps> these look like cheese balls, but they're like cheese O's. Like I can wear it as a ring. Yeah. I wanna <gasps> wear mine as a ring. Oh my god, they smell so good. One, two, three. Oh, one, two, three. Mmm. 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 God damn. Oh my oh, god, that, it's like the it's best like poofs, cheese. but crunchier. And like cheesier. Yeah. Oh, that's real good. Wow. Give me another one. <laughs> mm. I'm going to hate editing later, all these weird mouth sounds. Oh, my God. These are my favorite. These ones are my favorite. Even more than Tim Tams. Mm. Mm. These are real fun good. God damn. This is definitely how you poison us. <laughs> I like how we dove in, like, no fear whatsoever that she's poisoning us. Oh, my God. Will you guys please send us more snacks from your home country? <laughs> I'm pregnant. I need it. Well, it won't be when this comes out. No, I, literally, we need to send her a care package back. Oh, absolutely. I will fucking Google what they don't have in Australia. Okay. So, you know, be on the lookout. I'm pretty sure popcorn Emily. is an American thing. Really? Yeah. I don't think they, I mean, I'm sure that they have it other places, but I don't think they eat it other places. Really? Like, we'll send her a bag of microwave popcorn? Yeah. Or, like, pre-popped microwave popcorn. But, like, fucking mm. butter lovers. I was going to say, she's getting Act 2 butter lovers. That's yeah. shit. <laughs> Movie theater's butter popcorn. Damn. <laughs> and hot cheetos and what's like our good like sweet snack i think according to all other countries americans don't have good sweets. no yeah (laughs) maybe like reese's i don't know we'll google it we'll google it yeah well reese's peanut butter cups were number one this year yeah well they're number one in my heart every year are they oh my god i like me some twix and kit kats yeah those are titties too all right listen we fucking love you guys absolutely thank you should we finish with the rest of the outro? Yeah. What's the rest of our outro? What did we, we forget? We're also on social media. <laughs> <laughs> At ISGD Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. And subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. And I don't know. Is that all? I, I think, think that's, that's all. it. We love you guys. Thank you for fucking making this so fun. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being here. Yep, thank you for fucking hanging out for this shit show, man. It's a good time. Okay, now let, let's end it because I got to eat some chisels. All right, <laughs> chisels, whatever it fucking called. <laughs> Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Balanced Broads. Hello, hello, and welcome to Balanced Broads Podcast. Sage and Erica here. We are an all genre podcast hosted by two best friends. I mean, you're all right, but okay. Whatever. That guides you on how to live a balanced life through our own personal stories and struggles. Trust me, we have a lot. We talk about everything from meditation and anxiety to what celeb is being canceled this week. Hop on the struggle bus with us every Thursday at 7 a.m. to start your day off the right way with Dish the Dirt, Broadly Advice, Assholes of the Week, and so much more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Balanced Broads Pod and Twitter at Balanced Broads. See you then.